sync clap on one two three perfect all right. all right so welcome to episode six i'm so proud of that after a two-year break we're at episode six of the music currency podcast this is my man ether sare and this is cornell leffler uh, the pretty much runners of the downtown collective band so let's talk about that how's it going y'all it's doing great we're doing okay. great yeah yeah thanks Noise. for having us Oh, for sure. Thank yeah. you for coming. So, just getting started, we're just going to kind of talk about what you've done to take music and make it your own, to do something cool in music, how you've managed to survive and live as musicians, kind of just moving through, and what that's like. So, let's just kind of hear about what, how you started and what made you get into music and want to actually do it more permanently. Yeah. So, Cornell and I have known each other since we were, like, very little. Actually, a little known fact is uh, we're actually pretty much cousins. Technically, we're okay. cousins, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we uh, go back quite a, quite a bit. But uh, there's just one day I remember going on like Facebook or something, and I saw a video of Cornell singing uh, when he was at Kearney at UNK. <laughs> and I was trying to just like mess around and just have people come over and jam and I called him one day and I said, hey, do you want to come over and jam in my attic? Because I had recently just started working at Guitar Center. I bought my own drum kit. I had a keyboard and some mics and stuff. So there we like, go. I want to test this out with some friends and stuff. So he came over and we were just messing around. We'd make like, some cover videos, posted them on social media. And then somewhere down the line, uh, my church, they do like these Valentine's Day dances. Mm. And so I had the idea of like, you know, sometimes the DJs that are at these dances are pretty lame. So I want to like spice it up a little bit oh, yeah. and give them some live music because I think we can do something fun. And like Cornell and I had like practiced all these songs and like had all these things we've posted. Um, so we thought we could just put it to the test by playing it live. And it worked out really well. And we started getting paid for it. Um, I remember one dance, uh, just looking back now, it's just so crazy because, like, yeah, no. how much we've grown. Uh, I remember uh, one of the leaders pulled out $100 <laughs> and gave it to Cornell. <laughs> <laughs> and Cornell was so excited because, like, to us at that point, it was still, like, it was just, like, really fun for us. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, like, we probably would at that point still would have done it for free. Yeah, we just kind of believe it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So at that point, we're like, dang, if we can get this much money, we might as well try to, like, <laughs> do this for real, you know? And so then, uh, you know, our friend Anna Claridge mm -hmm. and her husband, Cody, uh, I was going to UNL at the time, and they were really good friends, so we invited them to come to a, a church dance. And then one time I remember going in the, uh, just like, what was it called? The, the Student Union at mm -hmm. UNL. And there was like this post on the board with like little rip off things. Like, oh, yeah. Call me at this number if you're interested in doing this. And it was one of those things <laughs> like, the, it was of someone getting married. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I'm looking for a band. If you're a band and you want to play at my wedding, let me know if you're interested. And so I called the number. It was like, hey, well, we're interested in playing at your wedding. And it was just the four of us at that time. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember if we'd 
came up the name of the band yet or not, but we did that wedding, and that was like our first review that we ever got, and it went super well. Uh, I was playing drums and singing. There we go. Cornell was singing and playing keyboard. Yeah. Uh, Anna was singing and playing keyboard, then Cody was playing guitar. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a lot of fun. And yeah, it's pretty much the origin story of Downtown Collective. I don't know if there's anything else I'm missing. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. That's how we started. I guess, like, on my end, from my perspective, like, I never, like, so when we were growing up, like, we, you know, went to church together and everything. Like, everybody kind of knew that, like, Ether was like a musician and like sang and stuff, but like I sang, but like not, I just did it because I like doing it. Like, I just get a song stuck in my head and I'll start mm-hmm. singing, but I never like wanted to ever do anything with music ever. Like, I never, I was never like a little kid, like, oh man, like I want to grow up and like sing. Like, I never had that thought in my head, not once. I actually wanted to do acting. And so I was like, man, like, so I would like sing and everything. And I was like, if I ever get noticed, like, I, I just want to like be in a movie or something, you know, like, I don't want to actually sing. But yeah, so yeah, you know, he called me up and went over, had that jam session. And kind of just like he was saying, it's crazy to look back because we did that wedding and like, we didn't like not only from like a business standpoint, but just like as a musician, like, we didn't even know what we were doing. Like, we just like... There's only four of us, you know, for that very first wedding, you know, shout out to Danielle for letting us be a part of her wedding. But like Mm -hmm. she trusted us with four hours of her wedding. We had no name, (laughs) no social social media (laughs) following, like nothing, bro. Like and like still like I don't like looking back, I still don't know how we like accomplished it. You know, like how we were able to put together like four hours of music. With, like I could never play the keys right now at a wedding, and sing, you know what I mean. And we did that for a whole. We did that for four hours. Man, that's wild. And so it's just crazy looking back because that's like how everything started, man. We and we were so just like so excited. We're like, dang, bro, like, <laughs> we, we just did somebody's wedding. Like, that's pretty cool. So, but like, what yeah. was that? Because I know recently. I mean, I joined the band, what, three, two and a half, three years almost now? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, for the minimum, yeah. That's right. And so we were, when it was that time and I was in, I know it was like starting to take off even more again. And like, how how long did it kind of take to go from the, we can get a hundred bucks for this? Shoot. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> to like where we're at now. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. I think that like for us, like we always approached it from like a business standpoint Mm -hmm. you know like we were like having fun and everything but we like even from the beginning we were never like oh let's go play in bars and like get our name out there like that you know no no shade to anybody that was doing that but we always wanted to be in the wedding space Mm -hmm. you know and so we were just constantly like our like partnership as far as like building up downtown collective is like very like we just balance each other out because we think about different um aspects of like the business like i'm very like 
oh, we need to be doing this, we need to be doing this. And Ether's like very much in the details. Like, mm -hmm. I'm like the grand idea. And he's like, all right, this is how we're going to get it done, you know? Oh, yeah. And so, as far as like us gaining traction, like, it, it's kind of crazy to e even hear that question because we're in that right now. Like, we're, it feels like we're just now gaining traction because, oh, yeah. You know, back then, like three years ago, and I, you know, I had a year off, like a hiatus, um, but we were doing like 15 weddings in a year, right? Mm -hmm. That was like a good year for us. Like, yeah. oh man, we did 15 weddings. So going from getting 100 bucks to doing 15 weddings in a year, we're like, oh man, we're like mm -hmm. kind of starting to put this thing together. Yeah. Where now we're doing over 50, 60 different weddings, events in a year. Uh -huh. And like, you know, we've been doing this since 2016. Mm -hmm. That's wild. So that's not even that 10 years. Wedding was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. But like, so you didn't go to school for music, and I know you went for at least some time. So mm -hmm. how how has that kind of influenced you? I know, like, you didn't necessarily think I'm going to do wedding and event band stuff when you went or did you did you think you were gonna no, do I that didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no no not at all so when i first went to school my whole idea was like oh yeah i'm gonna be a music teacher mm -hmm. uh because very early on in like high school just i had so many great music teachers ever since elementary actually but i, I feel like in high school is when i really felt like i could probably do this because my, my teachers seemed to be having so much fun teaching and stuff and then I found out pretty quickly it was definitely not for me. <laughs> so <laughs> I think the blessing that came out of UNL was the the networking with just other classmates. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, without a lot of the people from UNL, we wouldn't probably have Downtown Collective. Um, we probably would have stuck to being just, you know, the two of us and mm -hmm. maybe Anna and Cody, which wouldn't have been a bad thing, but... We just wanted to be able to grow like we have. Oh, yeah. And we couldn't have the ability to say we have horn players and stuff, which a lot of them come from UNL. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, that's pretty much uh, um, where a lot of that comes from. So UNL is a, a big place. And then Guitar Center was also a really mm -hmm. big influence on how the band grew So it's like as well. This is, well, this is 23, so it's almost... What's that? Seven years now mm -hmm. has been since it started. So obviously, like you said, in the last three years, it's really been taken off. Those first four now, what what were things looking like? How were you guys kind of thinking of it going? Was this always from the big from those first four years? Like this is what it's going to this is where we're trying to go. Or was it still more of a question of I don't know if this is really going to work out, but it's going all right. What what was kind of the thought process behind building us building this up? Yeah, I think that um, just like just a, for me personally, like, again, like I said, I never saw like, OK, I'm going to actually do this like as like a career or a profession, like and even just to think about, you know, that like this is what we do professionally, you know, like we could say like we're professional singers mm -hmm. or musicians because we get paid for what we do. Right. Uh -huh. So. Um, for me, like you, you mentioned like ether, you know, he went to music school, like almost like half the people in our band went to music school. Like True. I didn't like, I don't, I, I still don't know 
Like, they'll be like, oh, man, we're, we're doing this in the key of A. I'm like, sounds good. I don't know what that means, man. But they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to just take it down a half step. And I'm like, all right, I don't, I don't know what that means. But I never, I don't have, like, the training, you know. Mm-hmm. So I definitely never was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to, like, do this. I don't even know what, like, I, half of the stuff I learned, I learned on YouTube, mm-hmm. right? Like, looking up, like, oh, how do you like do a run or something like that you know so for me i never saw it like oh this is we're taking off i think that when we started to gain a little bit of traction in those first like couple years yeah the idea was like planted like and we've had many of those moments along the way like i think sometimes when you hear people talking about their business there's like this i don't know canon event you know that happens and they're like all right Mm -hmm. we know that we're gonna do this Mm -hmm. i think we've had multiple times over like those first couple years where we're like man we could like we could do this like we could we could really Mm -hmm. do this and from there it was like okay let's structure this out let's we this man especially in those first couple years we learned so much stuff about not just being like musicians but like running a business like i mean we were charging like fifteen hundred dollars for like seven nine p and at that time we were like dang bro we really getting paid (laughs) (laughs) not not yeah not 15 individually 15 Mm. for the whole thing and we're like man let's go 50 bucks per musician like we're we're... splitting it evenly between everybody (laughs) 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 overhead don't gotta worry about that like we didn't like really know what it was gonna take to like build things out and then I think that, like, I don't know how you feel, but I think there was, like, that kind of, like, imposter syndrome type of thing when, like, people, like, we would do the gig and people like, oh, man, like, you guys are really good. And we'd be like, okay, like, but we just kept hearing that. Like, yeah. this is amazing. Like, and as we started adding musicians, oh, my gosh, this is so good. And then we're like, dang, man, like, you, you know, like, when you kind of, like, realize, like, that you can actually do it, like, oh, like... Mm-hmm. Not in like an arrogant way, but like, oh, we we oh, actually yeah. are kind of good. Like we we could actually really do this. Straight up, yeah. I think another thing is we were getting the weddings and stuff constantly, and like we're playing for somebody's cousin and stuff, and then all of a sudden we're getting emails from companies like uh Spreetail or you know, Proxy Bid, all these different ones are like, How do they know about us? Mm-hmm. And I think at that point that's for me a kind of eye opener for me is like if these people are reaching out we must be doing something right like they're finding us somehow and we, and we had like our presence uh, through uh different websites and stuff which helped a lot but oh yeah yeah i think stuff like that has kind of helped cement the reason why i wanted to keep doing this and make it actual oh yeah thing too because it's just with that with those uh inquiries and stuff it's like i think we can actually keep doing this. And a lot of times those companies want you back. Oh, yeah, yeah. More than once, too. So, And that's wild, too, because, like, it's... This is something that I've talked about in some of my other episodes and something that I, I've felt personally, especially going through... Now I'm doing third degree in music. But, like, there's some things that I think musicians especially and people working in arts in general even should probably figure out about business right and how to operate manage whether it be just yourself or a couple people or you know managing and like actually being producers directors for bands and all this sort of stuff is like 
how does that actually work, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think an unfortunate thing for a lot of people is that it's not clear how to, at least some good ideas to actually get going, get running, not fall into the same traps of, I'm charging 15 bucks per person. Oh no, now I'm charging 50, and that's probably definitely it. But it's like, no, 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 no. (laughs) How does this actually work? How do we let this grow so we can share the cool thing that's going on? You know, so what are some of those experiences and thoughts and just things you've learned as you've been going through this that you think would be really, would have been real valuable uh, had someone told you or did someone tell you them? And that's what kind of helped push you forward to a new spot. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, again, like I said, it's always, we've always had a like business in mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, when we're getting paid, like, you know. $1,500 $1,500 for everybody, it was still like, okay, like, yeah, we're splitting this evenly, but it only took a few times before we were like, okay, hold on, this ain't, like, that. Yeah. that's not calculating correctly. Mm-hmm. And so I've always been a very business-minded person. Like, I started multiple businesses, but I, like, failed at so many different things. And I think that because of that, when we start looking at things, <clears throat> like, I mean, we has so many conversations especially around pricing like what should we be charging what like and and in my head it's like okay anything that we're doing like any type of service that we're providing like we need to be charging like okay and so then we start thinking like oh we're not just getting paid for showing up and playing music we're getting paid for rehearsal time we're getting paid for uh, setup. We're getting mm-hmm. paid for a teardown. Oh, you want us to MC your wedding as well? We need to be getting paid for that. Mm-hmm. And so we had to flesh out all these different things. And we, like, we still don't have, like, you know, the perfect formula. Like, we still, like, even within the last, like, year or so, have struggled with, like, man, like, we're, we're doing a lot. Like, we're providing a lot for these couples. Mm-hmm. Are we pricing ourselves correctly? And I think, like, to your point, like, you know, people that do what we do in the arts or especially, like, just bands, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you're playing the bar or you're playing the weddings, like, they don't view it as a business. They view it as, like, okay, like, this is I'm going to make some money, but it's going into my pocket. Like, we've always viewed it as, like, yeah, we need to put money in our pocket, but we need to put money in like the band's pocket as a business. Mm-hmm. And so like, yeah, I could be making like, you know, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, 150 bucks per gig or whatever. But how much are we making as a actual band? Because mm-hmm. if we are charging 1500 bucks and we split that evenly, then we basically just made no money. Yeah. Like, I think that the thing that's really helped us is just one like having each other to talk to and like bounce ideas off of and then like for me personally having like mentors um you know one of my mentors is kb he's a barber and a a dj and talking to him like hey like he's got multiple businesses Mm -hmm. i'm like dude how do you do these things or like always looking for conferences that we can go to so that we can continue learning um but yeah we've always kind of approached it as as like Business like there was a time oh. it was just fun, but mm-hmm. then it was a time was like okay, like we need to we need to make some money, like, <laughs> and it's still fun too. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear because <laughs> you know, and t- 
talking about that and talking about the mentorship aspect of things as well and just kind of looking at how to set kind of the visions, how to understand what all goes into this. I, I actually just thought of a really kind of silly sounding question is why is it important that the band's making money? Like what, why do you have to make sure that not only are the musicians, everyone getting paid, but why is it that you need to make sure it's set up so that the band, the band itself, Downtown Collective is making money? Like what, what do you need it for? Yeah. So just like any other business, it doesn't matter if you're a musician or not. Um, if you want to, make something a career and you're you know going about it on your own or whatever you need to have a budget to take care of like your website stuff you got to take care of um subscriptions you might be using to help make your content um and just in the world of social media now it's like pretty much necessary that you've got some type of online presence Mm -hmm. to survive so that people know you um and video is like probably king out of everything else because when people are looking for something and they're looking for the service they want, they're going to try to find a video yeah. of that thing. So um, we have to pay for things like that. And we can't mm-hmm. just pay ourselves uh, for what we did at the gig. We got to take care of all multiple things mm-hmm. that are behind the scenes that people don't know about. True that. So. Yeah, and I mean, like, the thing that I think about, because, I mean, like, I'm running my own business stuff, too. And one of the things that I've kind of learned, especially in just like what you were saying, you don't recognize the subscriptions that you're going to have to <laughs> be paying for the first time right. mm-hmm. or the equipment and then replacing that equipment or getting mm-hmm. more equipment so you can do more gigs so that you can, like, yeah. do more weddings and, like, so other people can be actually glad about what you're providing, you know? Mm, yeah. Because DC is now too, you we can play two gigs at the same time mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so you need twice the equipment yeah. Yeah. and then you have to replace that equi- equipment every once in a while mm-hmm. and you have to be prepared for things you, you don't know that are going to happen like we're dealing with the photo booth right now mm-hmm. okay. yeah. Yeah. tell yeah. me about so. that <laughs> yeah. So. yeah I'm really glad you brought that up actually mm-hmm. because like those overhead things and like what i was talking about like earlier like we've had so many of these like canon events milestone things where like dang like that was a huge thing for us Mm -hmm. because we've operated as i don't say we've had like a core like members but we have over like 40 something musicians that Mm -hmm. have played with downtown collective or play with downtown collective regularly so like i remember coming into this year like we were just getting so many inquiries and we're like bro can we like do more than one wedding in a day and like we had so much discussing about it we talked to multiple people about it because i think a lot of people run into that you know especially in the wedding industry right like you have a photographer Mm -hmm. and they're just crushing it and then you know you're like well why don't you like expand it's like well i can't replicate myself right and we had so many of those discussions right because those first couple years right they're seeing they're definitely seeing myself and ether you know Uh, you Mm -hmm. know like i said i took a year off but they're seeing one of us Mm -hmm. right so downtown collective shows up and like one of us isn't there they're like 
you know. This is this downtown collective. Yeah, and, yeah. and not even in like yeah. a rude or arrogant way. Like we have wonderful musicians, but mm-hmm. it's like we the amount of times we got the question, like when we we're setting this up to do like multiple weddings in a day, like like couples would be like, well, is it like an A team and a B team or like mm-hmm. a varsity and JV? <laughs> and like we had to like convince people like you're not losing quality mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. across the board. Like oh, yeah. it's just like we, we're able to sustain like these these two things. Um, excuse me. Yeah, and for us to be able to like support that and do that and like take these leaps like we've taken so many different like i guess risks oh yeah like we have to be able to fund that and pay that and um yeah it's not not cheap yeah what would you say is the dc vibe like what makes downtown collective downtown collective especially if like let's say five ten years from now there's five bands how is those five how are those five bands still going to be how would they still reflect downtown collective when it was just one band. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think one important thing is, um, and this is a challenge we've come to because you get people, um, you know, you get a lot of inquiries and you're trying to do everything you can to help people, but we're trying to find ways to say no to everybody. And one of the things we're, you know, deciding to brand ourselves is we're the band that has no less than nine musicians. Mm. So like that's, definitely the vibe the other vibe is like we're not that type of band that is gonna limit necessarily how many songs we might learn for a couple well we're not gonna be like oh we'll just learn like 40 songs that <laughs> are random you know <laughs> but these like will probably good, do it there's <laughs> like a good middle ground that we like negotiate with the couple like hey we're really good at reading the crowd but we also want to make it tailored to what you want mm-hmm. and then the other thing is like I think highlighting the horn players because you don't see a whole lot of bands in this area with horn players. True. Um, and then just like being that band that like is on top of communication with the clients and being that reliable group of musicians. It's not just some random set of people we just threw out there mm-hmm. that are like, oh yeah, they they will probably be okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like we we when we plan a, a whole like gig, like we put a whole lot of time into like thinking about all the details, making sure everybody's on the same page about everything. Oh yeah. Um we just want everybody to feel comfortable cuz a lot of times like since we don't rehearse, it's a little bit of a secret. <laughs> we're sharing there too. Uh we uh just expect everyone to know what's going on so mm-hmm. we communicate as much as we can so that oh, yeah. there's no question like oh what are we supposed to do right now like mm-hmm. what time are we supposed to be there are we supposed to play this song like it's all yeah. like in the it's all figured out and so. i think that's that's something that i personally noticed was a huge change especially more recently with all the schedulings for the weddings being like three months out and i was like whoa whoa, whoa what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is dope it's helpful for like me and for especially for you guys so you know who's going to be on the gig what needs to go down if there's anything that comes up everyone's able to actually find out yeah. you know and it's not just a boom surprise yeah. um that's yeah. something that i think is really really dope and very clearly helpful and unique to the band because it's like you said, if you're not all rehearsing together and practicing together, which, you know, you're expecting that everyone's kind of at the same level, everyone 
from my own experience working with y'all and everyone else in the band that I've worked with, everyone's able to feed off of each other well. This is mm -hmm. something um, that me and Michael, Michael, yeah, my <laughs> Michael and John, Michael and John, the two of the three of us, when we were talking for the other episode, we're talking about like it's a vibe, and other musicians and other people when they come in, they feel it immediately. It's like yeah. this is dope, this is fun. It's not it's not going to be the same sort of experience even as a band member yeah that other bands will have you feel connected and i think we bring that out to the to the clients and to the wedding participants and everyone there as well in whatever other event cuz you know when we're at those gigs and everyone's just like yeah <laughs> i don't think i've done a single one where they were like all right, it's 11, it's midnight, get out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're always begging for another five hours of music. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's, that's another thing, too. I just remember, like, we mentioned on our website, we try to keep the vibe exactly the way it was when it started. So, like, it was Cornell and I. Mm -hmm. He's coming up for a jam session, right? So oh, yeah. we try to bring that to the stage with all of our musicians by... You know, we do covers, we're obviously a cover band, but we try to make songs unique in our own way. Like the horn players, uh, we got some really awesome horn players that are really good at making arrangements mm -hmm. that are, you know, super unique. They've, oh, yeah. They've written out like something that's not even part of the actual song um, that fits for the band. And it just makes it a fun experience for whoever books us because um, they get something that you're probably not going to get from another cover band that's probably just learned the song the way it's exactly supposed to be played mm -hmm. and didn't like add any extra flavor to it so oh yeah so yeah we bring the sauce we bring the seasoning <laughs> yeah. all that stuff so <laughs> cook it all up <laughs> yeah, that's right. yeah. yeah yeah that downtown collective brand um you know all the things that ether mentioned are s things that like other wedding vendors say to us mm -hmm. you know they're like yeah we like working with you guys because you communicate well because you're reliable you show up on time all these things like we're yeah we're not just throwing a bunch of musicians together and being like all right it'll like it's just music like here mm -hmm. you go <laughs> like we really actually care about like putting on a good production for the couple you know because like to me it's like dang like they trusted that's a big amount of trust oh like, yeah this is like you know, my family, my friends, everybody's here, 300, 400, 500 people, like mm -hmm. four hours, there you go, that's <laughs> on you. So, like, we take it really seriously and like, I don't think that, you know, obviously like other vendors or like couples, they wouldn't know this, but like, we put so much thought into like, who's going to be on the gig. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, well we're doing like, more country for this gig so we need to have this on guitar we need to have this on keys like um they wanted a lot of you know classic rock all right so that means for vocalists we need to have this we need to have that like uh -huh. we don't just like oh well they're available it's like throw them on there we're like okay this will work this will work this will work and it's planned out like mm -hmm. so far ahead, so far ahead. Like we get the inquiries a year ahead of time. Oh yeah. And we're already thinking at that time, because you know we take the inquiry, we ask them like oh, what kind of music, you know, and we're already thinking like, oh man, I know who would be perfect for this gig. Like, oh yeah. Um, and our brand is like a lot of you know energy. For me especially, I never 
like saw myself as a musician i still don't see myself as like a vocalist like oh yeah i'm a performer oh yeah like you can't in what we do you can't just be for vocalists specifically you can't just have a good voice like you, <laughs> you, just, you just can't like mm -hmm. there's very few people you know adele john legend Chris Stapleton, you know, like oh, yeah. that can just stand there mm -hmm. and sing and you'll be like, dang, that was dope. Mm -hmm. But most of us aren't like that. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to bring an energy like that transfer of energy is like so evident. Like when you're getting into it and you can feel like that the crowds get into it, like that's what it's about. Like they're experiencing like nobody remembers like that you have fish or chicken or like baked potatoes for dinner mm. like the floral arrangements look great like the layout looks awesome like planners do an amazing job but nobody remembers that stuff mm -hmm. like when they talk about the wedding or you know the couples talking about like five years from their wedding like oh man like you remember when you know our grandma was up dancing on top of the table or what <laughs> you know what i'm saying that's yeah. what they remember <laughs> Mm -hmm. like that's what they're going to be talking about and so for us to bring that type of energy like is like so important and as far as like the vibe like man like being in that little pocket like you know like when you just get and you just mm -hmm. the keyboard is just like going somewhere <laughs> yeah. like dang bro like, let's go. <laughs> or like you hear a little lick on the guitar and you're just like okay like yeah. let's go like yeah. yeah that's awesome see i i think one of the last things i i'm gonna ask one of them who knows how many we know i like <laughs> to talk but <laughs> i think it's so cool and so key that you were able to find this vibe find this feel really be able to give it to someone and they're and there's just so many people who are like yes we want that band we want those people we want to hear something so fun we want to hear it again we're going to tell everyone <laughs> that mm. we know who's going to get married that they need to get this band right yeah i think that's super awesome what would you kind of tell yourselves back at the beginning that you just didn't see coming if you were like guess what's coming up what what would that be um, what five things would it be because obviously there's so many <laughs> oh, <five things. laughs> but just whatever <laughs> Uh, I think, well, I remember one time we were talking to a guy that was in a pretty prominent cover band, and I think it just, a lot of it comes down to, like, you know, hard work and stuff, but I remember him saying, like, it just, like, really emphasizing, make sure you charge the right amount, um, so that'd be one thing, and... I think another one was would be like just don't give up even if it seems like things are going slow because um, there's definitely times where wedding like, I mean, people get married usually during the warmer part of the year so mm -hmm. like you kind of have the, the colder seasons but um, yeah there's like all sorts of stuff still going on throughout the whole year um, so I think that'd be another thing. Um, I think another thing is like just continue networking with people, networking with not only musicians yeah, but yeah. like when once we started networking with vendors, I feel like that's when we started to see like this huge big leap. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Talk yeah. about it. 
because y'all had mentioned conferences, and I was like, y'all are going. To, when when did y'all decide to start going to wedding conferences and whatever other things to like actually network Damn, and learn bro, more That's stuff? like a whole other like that's yeah. like something I can't believe we forgot to talk about that because it's so important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of like corporate, you know, jobs and stuff, and like so learning like the value of like networking and stuff like that and like we always do the same thing like whenever we're at like a networking event or whatever like we get the contact and then we the next day follow up Mm. hey you know it's cornell it's ether from downtown collective we met yesterday at that networking event i'd love to jump on a call with you for like 30 minutes hear about your business I'll tell you a little bit about what we're doing and let's try and find some, you know, creative ways that we can collaborate in the future. Mm-hmm. That's all we say in the email. And like just doing that, like that led to so many different opportunities. Like we met with um, this person named Nicole. Um, she was working at the time for Nebraska Wedding Day, which, you know, is a huge publication. Um and I did that exact same thing. Like, hey, love to jump on a call with you. Like, got on a phone call with her. We ended up talking for like an hour and a half. Mm. And she was like, you know what? I'm going to hire you for this thing that we have coming up. And I was like, okay, well, you know, like, do you need to hear us play? Or like, she's like, no, it'll be fine. Like, I, she's like, I can, she's like, I caught the vibe. Like, it'll be fine. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. okay. And this is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like over a hundred different vendors there, wedding planners, florists, all these things. And we're getting to play in front of them, which as a wedding band, that's like your dream, right? You Mm -hmm. get to all these people in one place. And like, we did that event, played in front of all these wedding vendors, like in like from there, like everything started snowballing. Mm. And then like for us, like looking at like the business things, we were like, dude, we, we have to like, make sure that we're doing things that we need to do like we can't just focus on like producing good music like and coming up to the wedding and having a good gig like we cannot just focus on that like we've got to figure out how do we drive business how do we drive inquiries how do how do we take care of our clients better Mm -hmm. how do we provide more value in our packages like that and that's a whole other thing like even thinking about like what would you tell yourself back then like we try to have everything, bro. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you want you want a three-piece band? You want a four-piece band? You want a five-piece yeah. band? Like, like they all the, their own pricing and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, we tried all <laughs> this stuff, bro. <laughs> and so, yeah, going to the... We went to a conference called the uh, called Wedding MBA. Um, learned a lot of different things about selling, marketing, taking care of your, the client journey, all these things. So, but yeah, that... Yeah, back to that networking thing. That's like, if I could probably pin one thing on like why we're where we are now in 2023, mm-hmm. it'd be because of like networking. That mm-hmm. is so cool. And like people just don't necessarily think about it. I mean, like we were talking about before, this is something that for me, I would have never heard if I was just going to school learning or even if I was just out on my own, just mm-hmm. doing whatever I was doing, right? It's or maybe I would have, right? But this is something that's such a great opportunity that so many people don't necessarily think about, don't consider. Like, 
there's a difference between like if you're trying to be more focused on weddings versus some other type of event right mm -hmm. and there's different groups conferences different forms of interaction that you can have and different forms of mentorship as well as just networking base mm -hmm. that you can leverage and utilize and use just simple means like just following up right yeah that's wild how how impactful that can be you know yeah mm -hmm. so impactful bro it's like our goal whenever we go because they have a bunch of these mixers and things for all different type of vendors mm -hmm. and like we like consciously said like all right we need to go to like this mixer this mixer this mixer this mixer and not only that we said all right like we literally like all right bro you need to get five contacts i need to get five contacts mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like checking in in the middle of the night how, how many contacts you got bro like oh man i got three. Oh man i got two like okay divide and conquer like mm -hmm. every single time we went to an event we was like all right you got to get five you got to get ten you got to get you know whatever because like even if that like falls through like it doesn't like lead to anything like yeah. the fact that you followed up and had a conversation with them like sooner or later like they're gonna remember you like mm -hmm. oh man you know that one person at one time three years ago like excuse me mm -hmm. i wonder what they're doing right now like it 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 pays off man like it it really does all right this one's i think for sure the last one <laughs> challenges like what has been a I, mean, I, I got you what is i mean because yeah you know there's challenges all over the place i mean you talked about the kiosk but like what are some key let's frame it this way key challenges that have really built your learning in a way to where you can say this was a huge <laughs> issue but it's paid off from what I've what I've, what I've learned from it has really p seemed to pay off yeah I know my answer <laughs> oh go ahead well, maybe I'll think about it more uh, the biggest challenge for us is um, getting out of our own way mm. and what I mean by that is mm. like we have so many, at the end of the day, we want to provide a good service for our clients, right? We want to be fair. We want to be honest, all these things. And that kept us at like a certain price point for like so long mm. where we're like, oh man, like, are we really worth that? Like, can we really charge that much? Like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't think we can do that. Mm -hmm. And we didn't like see the actual value of everything that we're doing um and i would say like as like as far as a challenge like i think we're in a good spot right now as far as like pricing um and we still like we're never trying to like overcharge somebody or just like gouge somebody like but mm -hmm. it's like it's a big production oh yeah like it costs what it costs for a reason you know um, and I think that like us being at a certain price point for so long, like it did two things, right? Like one, you're getting all these inquiries cause everybody's like, oh, like, <laughs> man, they was charging, you know, 15,000. I could get the same thing for 2000. Like, <laughs> you know, so we're like, oh man, like we're really busy. Like we're mm -hmm. really, you know, we're really making it. But then mm -hmm. when we actually look at the books, and it's like at the end of the year we've got like five dollars. Like, <laughs> dang man, we just did like 
all these gigs, we have no money. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like, it's all, you know, it's all God's timing. Like, everything worked out the way that it was supposed to. But, like, when I think about that, it's hard not to think, like, dang, we could have been here. Oh, yeah. At this point. Um, if we would have been able to look ourselves in the mirror and say, like, we are worth this and not be afraid to, like, you know, charge that mm-hmm. and say say no to people. All right. the corners that we cut at the beginning, like, people's like, oh, it's 3000 Like, could you guys do it for two? Oh, yeah, man. We, you know, we might as well, you yeah. know, like, mm-hmm. oh, you know somebody in the band? Okay, we'll do it for 1500 <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's definitely a challenge. And then I think I tend to be a people pleaser sometimes. So I'm trying to find that balance of like making sure I take care of the client, but also take care of myself too. And mm-hmm. not going overboard for somebody when mm-hmm. I don't have to do it. Oh, yeah. And I can, I think, just finding ways to negotiate things because we can deliver a really good product. And I think it's, a matter of just getting the clients to trust us more sometimes because sometimes you get those clients that are just like thinking they have to have it a certain way mm-hmm. uh, and when really if you leave it up to us we can really make it something really special still oh, yeah. without like letting people just pick apart the set list or whatever and stuff which we don't really get that much but mm-hmm. there's like little things too like trying to make sure uh, different vendors are aware of like our needs as well like since we're such a big band now like this is something that Cornell is like <laughs> really good at making sure we have is like making sure our stage is the right size because mm, mm-hmm. a lot of times I'm just like oh it'll be fine <laughs> and, and it's then, just <laughs> yeah <laughs> everyone's in a corner yeah yeah you've been on, yeah, oh, you've been you know. on some of those gigs yeah. and so I'm trying to be more uh, open or trying to be more uh convincing towards everybody like this is actually what we need and like this is in the contract and like mm-hmm. trying to make sure people are aware of that so i think oh, that yeah. it's one of the challenges <laughs> but yeah <True> that. <laughs> I think, yeah and then this the natural people pleasing with like the pricing like you're wanting to help, like do the gigs sometimes but they don't have the budget it's like oh, you man. set the bill to say no that's learn how to say no is hard sometimes that's one of the hardest things i like speaking even for me for my photo video all that sort of stuff my singing gigs, whatever. Saying no, yeah, that's so hard. Yeah. When it's friends, yeah. when it's friends of friends, when it's someone you don't even know who just smiles at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh man, I heard you're really great. And you're like, you know what? I am really great. <laughs> <laughs> that's fifteen hundred right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that like, yeah. Well, Ether was talking about like that's what I was saying earlier is like the balance between like. There's no way that, like, if I was just to go off my own and try to start, like, a band, like, there's mm-hmm. no way. Yeah. Like, because, w- like, yeah, Ether is, like, very, like, people-pleasing, and sometimes I'm on, like, the complete opposite s- spectrum, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, we show up sometimes, I'm like, well, this is not what it said in the contract, so, like, nah, we ain't doing that. Mm-hmm. It's like we have this, like, perfect balance of, mm-hmm. like, okay like can't just not do it like let's figure out a way to make it happen oh yeah but also we need to make sure that we have what we need to like mm-hmm. you know set a hard line yeah yeah do mm-hmm. yeah man that's that's dope well i think we're roughly at about 
an hour is. I'm trying my best not to go into like hour and a half, two hour. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not wild. But, <laughs> but where can people find you? What's the best way to get in contact with Downtown Collective? If people are wanting you for a wedding, wanting you for another gig, what where we gotta go? Well, first of all, we'd love it if people can follow us on our social media pages. So we have Instagram is kind of like our main spot for finding a lot of details and videos. And our handle is uh, tdco.ent. Mm-hmm. One more time. tdco.ent. Mm-hmm. And then we have a website called downtowncollectiveband.com. Pretty much everything's uh, centralized there. Um, we have like a little inquiry form for anybody that's looking to book us. It's super easy just to fill it out, and it goes straight to our email. It automatically fills in everything that we need to have in order to send you like all the details and all the brochures, all that stuff. So it's super easy communication from there. So, Rad. Um, anything yeah. else? No? Yeah, you nailed no. it. Right. Well, thanks again, y'all. Cornell, Ether, this has been awesome. Glad to chat with y'all. Going to look forward to another gig. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Thank you. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Downtown Collective, bait, bait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having us again. Thank you. Yeah, that was really cool.